This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Matchball. Levi Solicitors bring you The Matchball. You can get 10% off your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello to you. Michael Normanton is here as well. Hello. And so is Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. Piece of piss, this Premier League, isn't it? I mean, what was the point of even playing that game? Far too easy right from the off me. If we're gonna if we're gonna be on Levi Solicitors, do they does um Gary Cale have a will? Because I think there's been a death tonight there. It was cruel, wasn't it? I presume he's got um a family. Well, I, they've disowned him, I would imagine, after that. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite the thing, wasn't it, watching him running through a treacle to chase Bamford and then being spun all inside out with by uh, Rafinha. The yellow card was interesting. I've never seen a referee booking a corpse before. <laughs> you'd, you'd have thought at that point, not worth it, but there it goes. Quite easy tonight then, wasn't it? It was a nice, comfortable victory. Should have been by more. But it never really got hairy in that second half. It all felt quite relaxed. I think... Meslier made one save, didn't he, from a header in the last 10 minutes or so, but there was there was not a lot. Eze put one over the bar, which was a half chance, but I mean, we had loads of good chances, like Jackie hit the bar, there was the one where Bamford, the one we talked about there, where Bamford takes it around Kale and then something happened. I'm not quite sure what he was aiming for there, but then Pascal Strike doing his defensive headers. Well, Pascal, let's talk about Pascal Strike quickly. Let's um, dive into this and get some coaching tips from you. Um, your famed coaching manual, mm. which we are going to have to make in real life now, not just talk about it on the podcast. Let's get it. Let's get this thing in print because I feel like football's ready to learn from you and your wisdom. Um, so, what would you say? You know, when like I don't know, Pascal's up there in the box, cor- corners getting whipped in really well by Rafa. What's he? What's he, what should he do? Talk us through it. Well, what he's got confused with is because he's a defender, and normally uh, when you're defending a corner, you're trying to not put it in the goal, but so away from the goal. There's more than one type of header. This is what you... Correct. Right. That's correct. You need to learn which box you're in. So some, a way I would recommend to do it is look at the goalkeeper, the one with the gloves on, and if you recognise him well, don't head it into that goal. If you don't recognise him as well, do head it into the goal. That's cool. a good and, idea. And he got confused. What if it's Alison Becker, though? He's on telly loads. Oh, so, you, you know, you might get confused just because he's famous off the telly. But yeah, I mean, it didn't matter tonight, did it? Because they were awful and we were good. It was obvious from the first five minutes. I mean, I think 
I think it was five minutes in is where I'd, I made a note that they still haven't touched it. Not in any meaningful way. Anyway, they'd cleared it a few times and given it straight back to us, but they'd not actually had any possession until I don't... I think it was the seventh minute when Ayu fell over a bit. I think we, he beat a couple of people and went down. And that was the first time they'd actually had the ball. And they didn't really ever try to do anything or look like doing anything. I'm not sure if it's because they can't or because... They tried not to, didn't they? didn't bother. They did seem like they weren't bothered. They didn't, didn't seem they didn't seem at all bothered in, with keeping the ball, did they? They were happy to just kick it anywhere. They've got this weird kind of tactical setup, and I think I remarked on this in the second half to you, actually. It's like, when we're 2-0 up, it's like, they're just not doing anything. Like, we were knocking it around at the back, and, you know, we talk about game management and how, how Leeds United were naive, there's no control and all that nonsense. We controlled that game easily in that second half, just passing it around at the back. So if they're not going to come and get it, and try and win it back and score a goal. They're not going to get back into the game. I thought at two 0 down, you need to be trying to score. <laughs> That's again. I'm glad you've read the manual. Um, but yeah, you're right. That's what you do need to do if you if you're losing a game. You need to ideally try and score some goals to get back in it. And they weren't asked, which was great because it meant that actually, for it feels like it's not that many games that we get to just sit fairly relaxed about it. But I didn't feel worried during now, that game. I, I didn't feel worried coming into it because I knew that Zaha was out. I just, I just, I was convinced we were going to beat them tonight at no point did I feel obliged to go on bang a load of money on Crystal Palace to win because the, you could tell they weren't bothered yeah I think Zaha being out does make a big difference when they brought Andros Townsend on had that slight niggle of it's an old player coming back and all that sort of stuff but there was never anything does it count if they're on loan particularly if they're part of that 100 and X loans that we had during the and he's got new hair since then hasn't he Mm. Yeah, that's, this is also true. He didn't have that hair before, did he? It was he had a much bigger forehead, didn't he? I think mm. he's had some some of that some of the old uh, pubes stuck on the yeah. front. Did, did see it described on Twitter as Peter Sutcliffe hair, which is a little unfortunate. I can see the resemblance, but uh, let's not. Let's move on. Um, would you ever consider a hair transplant just out of curiosity? Get a big. Um, I mean, if we could do it, I wouldn't pay for it. Obviously, would you get it like a, a known serial killer? Or if we could do a deal, I'd go for the full Fred West probably. If anyone was willing to pay for me to um, have oh, that. Goodness, we've taken a dark turn. Then uh, I might consider it, but no, probably not. Early goal helped anyway, didn't it? It did. I mean, the goal summed it up. It was just, we didn't even try to score that goal. We were just passing it around, then it's was gone in, in the net. It was it's like, gone. ah, it's in. fine. They just gave us a goal. If other teams could do that, that would be, be very kind of them. It did seem to be the feature of Crystal Palace's play was to give us the ball as often as they could, which I thought was a a curious. It was approach. good of that. It was good of them. And the question of whether they can or whether they didn't want to or what, perhaps has its answer in the fact that those idiots beat us four one. Well, how no, did that happen? VAR, how is that the same team? I just think that whole armpit thing. Mike Dean was there, wasn't he? And we know what he's been up to recently. Don't send him death threats. Um, just it all just got away from us at, at Sellers Park. Even that game, we weren't that bad. But then again, we didn't play Rafinha that day, did we? We had um, Costa was playing on that side and. Today we had Rafinha and he's just brilliant and I love him. I, I fell pregnant numerous times in that game, particularly when he murdered um, Cahill. He always does things like that, doesn't he? He's just great. I, I, I think he was man of the match today, wasn't he? Which was uh, maybe fair. I don't know. A lot of people played well, but he was he always plays well. And he does it. The thing is, he's always going to catch the eye, isn't he? Because he does exciting things. Liam Cooper was good today, but he was just doing... Defended, but defending I, I stuff, which Rafa, wasn't as it wasn't as exciting. Yeah, well, Rafa's but. just is so direct and he's so aggressive in his play. Just uh, everything he does is exciting. As well, if we're going to go on stereotypes, a Brazilian on what is a, a horrible, cold, wet, slippy pitch in Leeds 
not bothered at all, is he? Yeah, he's he's great, and he he just gets involved all the time as well. There was a bit in the last five minutes when we were playing it around at the back, as you mentioned, and he just thought, oh, for "Fuck's sake, can we have to go back there for a touch?" And he won- he wandered all the way back into our half because he was just bored. But it's good that he wants to be involved, and he does all the running and stuff. He, he's being titled with the talent he has to not do that, but he just does it all. Very Bielsa player. Mm. Yeah, I mean that from that point that Jackie scored in the um, in the first half. It didn't ever feel like it was in doubt, did it? It's never a comfortable scoreline, one nil. But when we got to two early in that second half, piece of piss, really. I think the only disappointment is that we didn't score ten because we could have. Certainly, that start of the game, it felt it was possible for us to just run away and score as as many as we could. And Patrick Bamford had his chance to run away and score and don't tried to scoop it into the South Stand for some reason. And we just needed one of those, maybe a strike header um, to to go in a bit sooner. Old Toblerone head. We needed them proper disappointed in the first half instead of getting to half time with just that little bit of, you know, Roy Hodgson cheering them up, getting them ready. No, it's all right. We're going to bring Andros on. So it'll be a lot better now. Um, we never quite destroyed their hopes. What was it? Seven minutes before we scored um, in the second half. So that just puts it to bed, doesn't it, really, after your halftime team talk. That soured the halftime oranges, that. <laughs> but it was nice to see Bamford score because he'd been a little bit, uh, a bit Bamfordy at moments, hadn't he? But scores, fine. We had the really good header early on, which was from the Alioski cross, which was actually a really difficult chance. Yeah. He did very well to get that on target. But then the, the one where he was through on goal, I mean, it's that was quite. I won't say unforgivably bad because we have forgiven him because he scored afterwards and we won and it's fine, but it was bad. And he did get to do his um, heavy breathing interview all the way over Monday Night Football. I enjoyed Jamie Carragher seemed to be talking to him as if he was, as if it was Rafinha and he wasn't sure if he could speak English or not. Hundred goals tonight, Patrick. Patronising him like he was a waiter ordering food in a restaurant in in the Costa Brava. And I could only conclude that he thought you know, he was hyperventilating and needed a moment to kind of gather his breath to prepare an answer. Like, is there oxygen there for you, Patrick? Um, but yeah, so we did all that and swore. He was disgusting, that. Absolutely disgusting. Children, it was good that children he should still be watching. so quickly. Should, should we just give a little um, uh, a warning? content warning? Just say, just we are just going to quote what Bamford said now. Um, so if you are of a sensitive disposition, turn the shit off and, you know, maybe fast forward this bit by 15 seconds or whatever. I mean, he did seem to be upsetting the club's media people by um, slagging off the pitch wholesale um, and turning to the side as if, well, they're asking me, what can I say? Apart from that he, he, he claimed first that he'd had to put rugby studs on and then for some reason the Sky team seemed to think that was hilarious. They, 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 took, they took... <laughs> Rug, is that right? And so yeah. came back to it at they the end. It, they took it. Just say, Rug- rugby studs, he said, well... The- yeah, lads, you've taken it literally, haven't you? I didn't uh, mean that. Yeah, they were, and said to yourself, bloody long. <laughs> and then he quickly corrected himself, didn't yeah, he? Apologised, and apologised said- also. But that's gateway swearing, isn't it? It always you, you can't have the kids running around saying bloody, because the next thing you know, they're saying... Effin and Jeff, and it'll be, it's, the, it's the starting on that wacky-backy, isn't it? And then before you know it, <laughs> you're on the angel dust. Ah, oh, dear me. It's going to be sad to see him decline like that, but here we are. Um, Strike should have scored again, shouldn't he? After just like was it sixtieth minute, something like that. I haven't put down any notes about what happened, but I just put Strike can't score. What happened there? I can't remember the second one now. It was another header, wasn't, Corner, it? wasn't it? It was right in front of goal, wasn't it? This time, it was about on the six yard line, and it, he headed it down to his right. It's sort of hit into the defender's feet, I think, wasn't it? Who was stood about a yard away from him? He headed it down, and it ended up flying forward. And it was a deflection off that, but it was kind of it. It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> Bless him. We either needed it to go to somebody who can actually head the ball or for uh, 
Patrick needs to take some of the lessons on board. But dangerous from corners, and I don't know if did Rafinha take both of them. Maybe it's the the Rafinha effect and um, Bamford's header on the first one in the first minute or whatever it was was a very good header, but also a very good cross. I thought Alioski often gets a lot of the um, Harrison over his um, final ball, but that was a damn good cross. And I've noticed there's there's a few more of those from Alioski as as time goes on. They they're not, and even that. Um, the volley last week when Rafinha <laughs> set him up and he headed it off the post didn't go flying into the south stand. I feel like more and more we are saying, oh, I expected Alioski to stick that onto Ellen Road or something. And then you're going, well, but no, he didn't. He actually kind of put it on the, the head of a player. So he's um, he's warming up a little bit yeah. at, uh, at left back. I, just a little chuckle to myself then, just thinking about Alioski. He just makes me smile and chuckle when I think about him and the fact that he's his great strength being physical comedy. Well, he did give them the chance at the end you mentioned Melier had to do his one save he almost got through the whole match without making a save until um, Alioski just gave them the ball for no reason and then Benteke had a header whole defence was decent though you have to say yeah and they had lots of passes and Melier completed more passes than any Palace player he did 38 Palace's highest was Eze with 31 which goes to show what the game was like um, and yeah good to see us in just in possession at the back knocking it around because we can and then you know five minutes from time what was it something like that when Jackie toe-ended it Towards the um, the top corner, I've put the word thwack with an exclamation mark, which is like Roy of the Rovers I stuff. was going to say, have you got a little yeah. comic strip next to that one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it was one of the many goals that should have really gone in. I mean, looking at the stats from FotMob, we had four big chances to Palace at zero. And 4-0 would have felt about right in that game, wouldn't it? Mm. And again, look, look, I think Sofa scored the attack momentum thing that we've talked about. It's basically all it just does. Palace have about three Two minutes, three two-minute spells in the entire match where they do anything. I did wonder for a while if they were worse than West Brom against us, and I kind of made a note of the stats from the West Brom game so I could compare. And they weren't quite that bad. West Brom's possession was twenty-four percent against us. Palace had thirty-one. And I wonder if some of that was kind of um, the second half when we sort of let them come into it a, a little bit. Uh, Palace had eight shots to West Brom's four, and. Um, more passes, so they weren't quite West Brom bad statistically, but to it's the it's a similar to style. the eye, yeah, it it was just because you you couldn't see any way that they were gonna get us get us. <laughs> they just were not going to get us. There was no uh, there was no getting going on, and the the whole plan of having a load of shit defenders who just hoof it forwards to your, your reasonably good attackers breaks down when your shit defenders are just giving it to our really good attackers instead of to any of their players. And um, it seems to be happening again and again. Even that um, that Jackie chance at the end, I'm sure, came about because they just gave the ball to us. Certainly the second goal was um, a ball from them out of defence that ended up with click. And I think it definitely helped us going forward that so often when we were going forward, their players were turning around and trying to run backward and um Cahill I always forget his name for some reason That's Gary Cahill I have a problem that when I look at his face I know everything about who he is I can tell you all the Bolton Chelsea England and everything is there and I know he's had big money moves and he's been an international um and I can picture him in, in the shirt and everything but until he turns around and I can read Cahill on the back I do not have a clue who that man is and it takes him ages to do it too he's so slow um so he needs to leave. Retire? Yeah, retire from football. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, 22 games have been chalked up now then, and we have 32 points on the board. We've won 10 games in the Premier League, which is a total that we said would probably be enough to keep us up this season, albeit you know, augmented by a few draws. We only, don't do those, though, do we? Only two of those. Let's just win loads of games. But we're safe now, aren't we, really? Pretty much. I mean, there's a reasonable possibility we could not get any more points and stay up. Mm. And that seems unlikely that we won't get any more. I mean, even as chief pessimist, I think we will get some more points this season. You are um, pessimistic, certainly, but you must be feeling confident tonight because you've sent out a real bitchy tweet to uh, that mental Fulham, uh, not a Fulham fan, it was a Villa, a Villa fan, fan weirdly. Who, who still, even was it a week ago, absolutely adamant and doubled down. As, his pre-season opinion was that Fulham would finish above Leeds and he doubled down on it last week despite what the uh, uh, the table shows and you've just given him a little bit of needle tonight. Well, just to, uh, just seeing if it is a, a hill he is still willing to die on and He's not said it isn't, mm. so I, I think he's not, he still thinks it could just turn around. I mean, how many points did you say it was? It's 17 or something. Well, Fulham have played 22 games and they've got 15 points. We've got 32 points. That's a difference of 17. And there are, uh, what, 16 games left to play. So they need to do better than us by a point in every single game just to catch us. It's not going to happen, is it? No. It's fine. It's good, this Premier League. And... <laughs> Because we've done this this season, hopefully we can not be Palace in future seasons. Because on the commentary we had on, it was David Prutton, and he was trying to make the point that Palace year on year are building, and but they're not, are they? No, because they they're in stasis. Because that Sainsbury's is in the way; they can't build anything. <laughs> but look, I look but they at their, they don't. They just, they just buy some expensive players every now and then, but they never kick on, do they? They've been here for ages now in the Premier League. But I look, they finished eleventh. 10th, 15th, 14th, 11th, 12th, 14th. This year they'll probably finish 14th again. What's the point? You might as well just go down. Try and come up again. It might be fun. I mean, people did say that when we beat Leicester, that was kind of that Leeds United arriving in the Premier League. That was that big statement match that says we are now here and we're staying and we're we're not going to be kicked around. I feel like tonight was probably more like our actual arrival in the Premier League because I think a Premier League rite of passage is just that fairly dull but the routine easy. win the routine win yeah, routine 2-0 yeah. win over right. Crystal Palace yeah and because it wasn't 
I mean, Rafinha was brilliant. Leeds United were very good in general. It wasn't a, an exciting game. It wasn't a thrilling game. It wasn't something that had me off my, off my seat. It felt a bit like watching um, City against Liverpool yesterday, where it's just, it's it was Leeds were not slow. But we were slowed down by the team we were playing, and so we almost got to this the the level of when I was watching the City Liverpool match, I was amazed that they have players who stand still in defence when they've got the ball, and kind of they wait for somebody to move. And Leeds players don't wait; they don't stand still, and that's the big difference. But because Palace was so poor and had so little to offer, and they kept just whenever they're about to build something, they just give us the ball, and the onus is is on us again. It did remove a lot of the tension and a lot of the excitement about it and made me feel like I was watching a Premier League football match when a lot of them, when they don't involve Leeds United, they are like that because the, the, the whole thing is a, a thinly veiled charade of shites based on <laughs> marketing rather than actual quality. But it felt, yeah, it was very, very probably our most Premier League game yet. So it's good that we've we've gone through it. Mm. No, no, you're right. You make a good point there. It was yeah, routine is the right word, isn't it? It felt like a championship win last year when we would just turn up and beat Reading or someone, and then nothing much should happen of note. We'd be like, yeah, another three points. It yeah, would be in the old days. I mean, they they give more coverage to everything now, especially now they're spread out. But it would be two minutes on match of the day, wouldn't it? Yeah, they just show the goals and 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 an incident. Mesley and then, save just to show just for something for the Palace fans to see. And then you cut to a little bit of post match, just the interviews. You'd, have, you'd probably do Bamford get its hundredth goal, and then that would be it. Yeah, you no, know, you're right. And it, but even then, when we're playing Reading in the uh, in the Championship, there's the whole weight of uh, the pressure of promotion like on your shoulders. We must win this. Whereas today, we didn't need to win this. But looking down the fixtures, you think win that, and it just makes the you know the rest of the season pretty easy, really, doesn't it? We can enjoy it. I mean, we don't want to take our foot off the gas, but to to be able to get routine wins, yeah, I agree totally, Moscow. I think um, that's uh, that's entirely correct. We either, I mean the Two things can be true at once. We don't want to take our foot off the gas, but we do want Joffy Gelhart brought on in the 15th minute when we're a goal up in the, in the matches like these. I mean, his mum's going, going to be so proud. Think of Lynn. Lynn is going to be absolutely beside herself when that happens. A little boy, Premier League debut. We are above Arsenal, though, which is nice. Who mm. we play next, so we can stay above them by drawing or beating them, which I would prefer, I would prefer I mean, to beat them. And I we can ha- beat them. I would have to acknowledge this is probably the worst Arsenal team of my lifetime. And but your, it is still nice to be above them. Your funny, lifetime must funny, include Ian Selly, for example. <laughs> it, did. it did. Brian Roy. Was Brian Roy there? He was, oh, he was Forest. at Forest. Two am I thinking of? Um, Glenn Helder. Yes. <laughs> Dutch wingers have not much I didn't, quality. I, I knew who you meant, weirdly enough. But yeah, this is worse than... Stuart Houston was a better manager than Mikel Arteta. That's what I'm saying. Do you know what's wild? Looking at the table now, we've won the same number of games as Spurs and then you look at the others with Villa, Everton, West Ham, Chelsea and Liverpool all having only won one more game than us. This is how bad the Premier League is. Or, I mean, yeah, it is. It's not a vintage uh, division um, and even when it's been good, it's relied on having one exceptional team like City and Liverpool just dominating it one season and the other one the next. But it does, I mean, to put the positive spin on it, it does say how good we are. I, ha- I didn't know that about us winning as many games as Spurs. And I know that they have the absolute negative Nigel to end them all managing them this season. But that's not bad going for a team that, you know, is still, well, they were in the championship um, a year ago. And one of the things that was being mentioned on whatever the, the coverage we were watching was about the balance and how everything about the team just looks 
right, you've got goals everywhere, you've got good players in every position, everybody seems comfortable, everybody knows what they're, what they're about, you're not relying on one player to do anything, it all works very well, and compare it to Palace, that just looked like a broken down old bus. <laughs> Click was better today as well, actually, speaking of everyone playing being good in every position, I thought it was his best game for a while today, mm. which admittedly was uh, probably helped by the fact that I've had to look at the team to work out who was in central midfield for Palace because I couldn't remember because they didn't really play through there whatsoever, did they? Well, they had that little arsehole who uh, fell over and gave the ball to Click, and then as Click was running away, just kicked the fuck out of him for because <laughs> he was annoyed about it. I think it was, I think it was Dallas he kicked in the end actually. It was yeah, Milivoy- yes, it was. Milivojevic. It was, wasn't it? Hey lads, I've just um, I found a stat that's gonna. It's going to go against everything we just said that gives us reasons for positivity. Is it Calvin Phillips is out for three months? It's not, no. Uh, it's just that we've only won two more games than Sheffield Wednesday. They've won eight and they uh, are 23rd in the championship and they're going down. And that's How many brilliant. games have they played though? Yeah, they that's, must have that's, played loads more than that. That's the joke. They've played 27. Yeah. And we haven't. Um, how is Calvin Phillips? That's the, the only major downside from tonight was him limping off. He's gone and- to the same... Special farm in the countryside as oh, Pablo Hernandez. Has he gone to uh, gone over Rainbow Bridge? He has. To join Adam Forshaw. Um, yeah, that was a bit disappointing, but you, you could see him kind of labouring. His just passes weren't working, were they, for about that 10 or 15 minutes spell in the second half, and then he got taken off, hauled off. The fact that he's tried to play through it, hopefully, indicates that it's nothing too major, because it was one of those that he was down for a while, wasn't he, when, and getting treatment and stuff, and he's, I don't know, you, you think surely he's not, on his knee badly or anything if he's tried to play through it for another 10 minutes look like his calf but I don't know let's have a look see if uh, anything's being said about it he also just says it's, it's the too leg. soon to tell <laughs> it's the old Thomas Christensen it is the leg response. It's, it's his leg um, <laughs> and Hernandez is a minor muscle injury so was left out as a precaution do we blame the pitch for all this uh, well Hodgson does well, he oh felt really it, felt his players struggled with the pitch and admitted this side failed to create enough chances I mean, he gave but- the ball away too easily Bamford was having a right go at it, wasn't he? So it was like his expletive-laden um, attack on Stand, the ground staff. Still reeling from that. It did injure both Click and Ailing within about the first 10 or 12 minutes, didn't it, I think? Because Click just fell over, his legs went in different directions, and he was, ended up on the pitch holding his hip, and then Ailing was running it into a corner and slipped and ended up holding his lower back. So it, it is still a problem. But he does play infinitely better than that Brighton game. Cause I remember in that, we just couldn't get any passing moves going. It was really sticky, wasn't it? Whereas... It now is incredibly slippy. <laughs> I think it would benefit from a day without just loads of snow and rain on it. I think that's yeah. possibly the, the key. That needs to stop. Yes. Winter needs to stop. Can we speak to somebody about that? I was surprised how good it was, actually. Cause what, winter? The pitch. Right. Because it really has, I don't I mean, I'm not actually in Leeds, but it has pretty much relentlessly pissed it down and snowed for the last two days. And like the rain was unstoppable. It was just, it was... <laughs> One of those ones where it's kind of overspilling gutters and stuff. It, nothing could cope with it. So the fact that our pitch has somewhat coped with it is good, I suppose. Our new pitch, our expensive pitch. Which is soon going to be thrown in a bin. Yeah, um, just to go back to the, the post-match comments. Yeah, Hodgson in total agreement, deserved to get beaten, conceded goals from technical errors, blah, blah, blah. Bielsa refusing to commit on if Leeds are safe in the Premier League or not. He's saying it's better to make comments on this only when it's mathematically impossible to go down. God love that man. We are going to be on 50 points and they're still going to be well. Fulham, Fulham could win their remaining 18 games or whatever it is. And yeah, we're safe. We are safe, aren't we? <laughs> Still, not yeah, Well, again, you, just to echo what Bielsa said, not until we're mathematically <laughs> sure you're never going to be relaxed, are you? But um, yeah, no, it's looking good. It's looking good. Heroes and villains then from tonight. Rafa, obviously, for the 
the twisting, the spinning. I love him. The nutmegging. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, he's, re- he's really good. He's really, really good. Has he scored 100 goals, though? No. So therefore, Pat Pamford, a foul-mouthed thug, <laughs> celebrated with a, <laughs> with a shocking tirade on Monday Night Football. <laughs> They've all done fine, haven't they, really, tonight? No one, no one who committed any errors, really, or nobody to... To point any fingers at it's, I mean, be, it's all fine. I feel like I've written down Alioski mistake a lot, but that's normal, so it's fine. If we're it gonna have a, if we're gonna have to pick on someone while his defending was fine, strike for his misses. And there was one point where he looked like he was gonna fall over as well. He was sort of leaning back almost on his ass and then managed to get the pass off just in time, which which scared me a bit. But you know, he's doing he's doing fine. I think he's a he's a far better centre back than he is a defensive midfielder, which is a shame because that's where he will be next week, probably. <laughs> Too early to say on that, Michael. Too early to say. But we might be over that. It could be that he um, he shuffles, shuffles, shuffles the midfielders around, and we we get to see a little bit of Chacleton, which would not be the worst thing in the world. It it does feel like the message has maybe got through to Bielsa that centre backs at centre back, full backs at full back. Manage just, manage the games as well. Don't go hell for leather when you're winning. Although you could hear him move. Yeah, and uh, I know you mentioned it in the first half, Michael, but it was. Possibly one of the highlights of the match was Rafinha just getting bored with us playing it around at the back and sprinting 70 yards. He was in Calvin's to, position, wasn't he? To yeah. take the ball off them and say, right, no, fuck this, we are attacking. I've still not scored, uh, yeah. I feel I should have done. And he was, and he, and he meandered up to centre-forward for a bit as well. Yeah, he was hanging around waiting for a cross from Shackleton <laughs> that didn't come, and it was all just, yeah, come that's, on. That's why I like him, though. That's why he's such a good bastard. And I know it's, it balances really nicely to his face after the Everton game when there was um, a shot of him on the touchline, just... Everybody's walking around shaking hands and he did that thing of, I'm just going to stand here and if they want to come and shake my hand, they can, but I'm just going to stand and stare at the pitch with a face like thunder because he was maximum pissed off. And he does um, he does seem to bring that. It was all, um, I'm sure we've mentioned the Phil Hayes finding the, the tale of him um, refusing to, to take a, a yellow card when it was a, a case of mistaken identity and it meant that his teammate got a second yellow and got sent off by mistake and, and it was uh, Rafinha should have had it. And this, they said, why did you do that? I said, well, I might have got sent off. I didn't want that. And it's just that that correct streak of selfish bastardry that if you just channel it right, it's very Alan Clark. Alan Clark, until he moved to Leeds, was accused of being a selfish footballer who was only in it for himself, only cared about his own goals and his own performance. And they quickly, Don Reavy put Billy Bremner on him and they became best mates and he, he learned there was no room for that at, at Leeds. If you challenge, if you channel that sort of uh, mentality correctly, it can be really, really useful. Hell of a lot more useful than, you know, who did we use to have there? Luke fucking Varney. (laughs) Well, this is the other good thing about effectively being secure in the Premier League is they can start moving on transfer targets for the Yeah, we can sell him to Liverpool now. No, we're keeping him and we're getting more good players like him. In fact, I don't, who's Ren's best player? I don't care who it is. Go in and take him for a third of his value as well to make a point that we can. Yeah, I'm fully on board with that. As well as obviously our boy, DePaul. Yeah, he's a given. He's absolutely a given. Start, Should we buy t- Jackie as well? Because we still don't own Jackie, do we? Mm. I know he's been here forever. Yeah, it feels like it's time, isn't it? It is weird. Game to his forever home. Would be the maximum diss. If, if <laughs> Send a, him back. <laughs> with a fee agreed that, that is an absolute bargain for one of the top players in the Premier League. We just went, nah, you're right. <laughs> Helder Costa's been looking good in the under 23, so we think we're fine. <laughs> Cheers, though, Pep. Uh, villains, Ayu. Do you want to give Ayu a nod for villainry? Because he couldn't stay on his feet, could he? And not like in the way that the others couldn't stay on their feet because it was slippy because he kept falling over. He was all right staying on his feet in midfield, 
But well, as soon as he got in that box, I think they might, they might have overwatered the penalty areas for him or something. Or maybe he should have had the rugby studs on. Mm. But yeah, went down twice in ridiculous circumstances. Other than that, anyone? Because they were pretty shit, really, weren't they? They didn't really do anything. I couldn't name any of hardly. Any. I mean, even Gary Cahill, I would look him in the face. I don't know who the fuck he is. So don't expect me to, to name. I mean, I'd say Andros Townsend because he wanted to play for Birmingham instead of us, but we had Warnock in charge, which you've got to say, fair enough. I mean, he pissed Warnock off in quite quite a funny way, wasn't it? He told me, he said, oh, getting ready for the weekend. I was discussing his, his tactical plans. Next day, he phones me up. He's in Birmingham. Brilliant. Boot it forward. If you could, you would. <laughs> yeah, boot it forward, Andros. It's a short conversation. Well, yeah. That is essentially what he's doing now, though, isn't it, Andros Townsend? I, d- I did wonder that, with because Eze does have moments of looking really good, and then he also has no one really ever trying to pass to him because he just has to chase a ball, and I just think, well, we could have him. If, if we wanted. Just buy him for the bench, that's what I say. Hey, tell you what, let's wrap it up then, because we've done the time now, and um, it's just nice, wasn't it? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we don't need to make, make the same point anymore, do we? We're good. Palace is shit. And off we go into the night. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.